Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talkin' BS. My name is Van Santos, and I'm joined by Corey Bell. We had a bit of a setback last week. Uh, we told you guys that we were going to be putting out an episode on politics that we recorded on election night. That did happen, but my tried-and-true iMac computer decided that it did not want to cooperate with us this week. So we, uh, we're going to have to put that one on the shelf and hopefully release that one next. In the meantime, we improvised, we adapted, we survived. This week, we talked about sports. Uh, sports are so important to Corey and I both. I think they've been a large part of our lives since we can remember. Uh, we start the episode off discussing our favorite teams and how we came about becoming fans of those teams. We discuss what it truly means to be a fan. Uh, we talk about the difference between a true fan and a bandwagon fan, a super fan, all those different designations. And then we segue into uh, a piece about uh, the psychology of a sports fan. What do we feel when we're watching this game? The ebbs and flows, the emotional roller coaster that is being a fan of any team. We really hope that you guys enjoy this episode. You can find us on Twitter at talking underscore B underscore S. You can find us on all major podcasting platforms at Talkin' BS. This is episode number four, Sports. So this week we decided we were going to talk about the psychology of a sports fan. I think we're, we would both consider ourselves to be uh, sports fans and uh, sports have been in my life uh, since I can remember since my inception, if you will. Uh, I, I mean, I, how, how did you even get your name, Van? Yeah. So uh, that is a great story. Uh, according to the, the, what I've been told, my grandfather uh, thought that it would be a great uh, idea to name me after Van Tiffen, the kicker, the, the famous kicker for Alabama who hit the 1985 game-winning field goal against Auburn. Uh, so, yeah, and I guess my parents were like, yeah, cool, that sounds good to us. I don't know how long they sat on that. I don't know if that was like, a, oh, cool, it's decided. I have no idea how that process went down, but there it is. So It probably, my, my, it probably could have been a lot worse. It, yeah. Hey, hey, it could have been. It could have been. Do you know what Harvey Updike's kids' names were? Oh, no. Uh, what, uh, was one Bear or something? Yeah, there, there was the one that was Bear, which is my dog's name. I was going to say, it's your dog's name, too. So, and then. But not a child. So, he had a girl. He had a girl. Her name was Allie, middle name Bama. Allie Bama. Oh, my goodness. And then he had a, uh, I can't remember if it was a boy or a girl, but he had another kid, uh, and it was Crimson Tide. Oh, my gosh. So yep. for those of you out there in the podcast world that don't get Alabama folklore, uh, Harvey Updike was the guy that poisoned the trees in, at Auburn, which is, as he said, he had too much Bama in him. But he had I think he had a little something else. He had something going on there. That was a lot. He, he probably had a little little too much of a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. Yes. Cajun crazy guy. Uh, but, hey, you know, that's what we're talking about. Right. The psychology of a sports fan, a, a fan. 
a fanatic, right? I mean, that's what that's what fan is is short for. And uh, so one of my one of my kind of heroes, I guess, is, is Winston Churchill, right? So he actually had a, a quote. I don't have it in front of me, but it's something similar to this. If I misquote it, you know, to whoever may check it, you know, now it might be off a word or two. But a fanatic is someone who can't change his mind and won't change the subject. And I feel like Harvey Updike fits that to a T. He would not talk wow. about anything but Alabama football, baby. That's just what it was. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think uh, defining what a fan is, is, is solid. Yeah. You said fanatic. There's so many different levels of, uh, of fandom out there. I feel like, you know, you got your, your bandwagon fans, you got your diehard fans, you got your super fans, you got casual fans. So I figured we could go down and talk about our teams and the, and the, the teams that we follow and, and uh, how we got there, how big of a fan we are. And then let's justify that or not justify whatever. So, well, I actually have a, a pretty funny story uh, just to start off with the, with the fan thing. So I showed up to uh, the boat, which was my, the first submarine, right? My, the USS Alaska. And I had an EDMC, which is an engineering department master chief, right? So he was basically over the entire engine room. Okay. And he is from Louisiana. One of the nicest guys ever, but also one of the craziest, loudest in your face guys ever. Going to demand a lot out of you, uh, but that's, I will save plenty of, of Jason Cox stories for later. Anyway, first day I'm there, uh, we're in dry dock, uh, walk up to him. Uh, he had heard that I was from Alabama, heard I was a pretty big Alabama fan, and immediately brought me over to grill me on Alabama subject matter. Because in his mind, you cannot claim fandom without being that fanatic. Oh, okay. And he made a point... And it was it was really funny because there's a lot of people who, you know, claim to be fans of whomever. And he a uh, very, very smart sports fan, very, very intelligent from around. So he would challenge anybody on any team anywhere. And if they couldn't answer, he would cuss them out and tell them they weren't a real fan. It was always incredibly entertaining to me to watch him do that to the new guy when they showed up. I've gotten that so much with Alabama's success over the last, you know, 10 years. Because I live up in Nashville, uh, Tennessee, so I'm surrounded by a disgusting orange color everywhere. No offense to anyone. I have plenty of uh, Tennessee fans. But anyways, I, I remember getting all the questions of, like, can you name the last uh, five Alabama head coaches? And, like, you start going down. I'm like, yes, I can. I've been a fan since we were terrible, which yep. wasn't that long ago. Nope. <laughs> I mean, well, it's Dude, the 90s and, and early 2000s, yeah. those are some bad years was rough. I remember it, it going down bad. there and losing, losing to like Louisiana Monroe. And yeah, like, that happened back in 08. That wasn't that long ago. 07. Yeah, so 07. We, we, yeah. we've both been around for a while. So obviously we're okay. We're both Alabama fans. Definitely. Uh, does that extend for you to other sports or is it just football? Oh man, it's everything, right? I mean, basketball, baseball, you name it. As far as collegiate level, I do root for Alabama. Now I will say it is predominantly football. And a yes. lot of that's just how we were raised. You're born in Alabama. You come out of the womb, and you will either be an Alabama or an Auburn fan. There is no other, no other anything. That is, that is it. Choice. You don't. Yes. Um, yeah, that's it. And so, you know, Alabama football is in our blood. I mean, it just it is, it is what it is. So I will say, you know, I did, uh, I did marry a girl from North Kakalaki. So she's, she's a little bit bigger into basketball, which uh, down my alley, so that's fine but grew up a big Duke fan. So my, uh, 
concession was during football season. We are Alabama people during basketball season. I'll root for Duke, you know, so either way, I'm not making so, out too bad. Here. I, I will a famous quote from one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Game of Thrones. The things we do for love. Corey. <laughs> the things it's we a, do for it's love. a real hard thing to do. <laughs> like you remember, hey. uh, you remember coach Bradshaw, right? Our, our I, basketball. Absolutely. Coach. Yeah, 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 the absolutely. man, he was the man. So he, uh, a lot of his stuff was adopted from coach K and he talked right. about coach K all the time. He really got me involved in loving coach K. It wasn't so much yeah. Duke basketball, but I loved coach K always have always will probably the best uh, collegiate coach to ever do it. You know, between him and John Wooden, well, you know, you could argue some things, but I mean, he's definitely up there. So it really wasn't that hard of a conversion for me. Got, got a few hats now, got a little bit of the memorabilia. I have wow. gone to Cameron indoor and, and I will say it's, fantastic it is it lives yeah. up to the name so cool so so cool uh but yeah i mean you know and then collegiately i'm definitely more of a, a college guy um you know i you know I, I have some professional like the atlanta braves for sure love love me some atlanta brave baseball um, is that is that because we're we're have we have similar backgrounds but i was raised on braves baseball because that's all we had we have no professional teams that's in it. alabama so i remember growing up with uh, Turner South Sports Network on all yeah, the time, Braves. Uh, big that, Braves fan growing up. It was um, either Braves or Cubs. That was every day. Yeah, I, up here in Tennessee, we get more of a Cardinals following. That's, I find, huh. and then well, and then really, my goodness, there's so many transplants here, myself included. Um, we get all kinds of stuff, so I, I see a bit of everything. But yeah, for us in Alabama, I feel like it was predominantly Braves. So I'll tell you a funny story about the Braves because this is the, this is really my last one as far as my teams go. All right. Okay. Um, the Braves came about, uh, obviously, yes, you're hundred percent correct. TBS only played Braves games growing up. And, and then, you know, we both played baseball since we were four. So, I mean, like we did, that's what we knew, right? We knew baseball. We were associated with the Braves. It just wasn't what it was. But I learned the, you know, kind of background of baseball how to keep a book, how to really kind of play the whole nine from watching Braves baseball. And what we would do is over the, each summer, we would, my brother and I would go to, we call it Aunt Jan summer camp. And so my Aunt Jan would keep us for about two weeks each summer, uh, probably just to give my parents a break and uh, kind of let us get away. But it was all, Braves were always on every single day. And she was a avid, avid Braves fan, like has the full Braves room, the whole nine. Yeah. And uh, so, but we were, you know, six, four, seven, five, you know, we were little kids that did not want to sit still and watch baseball. You got to have some patience to watch some baseball. You just do. It's true. And uh, so what she did is she taught us how to keep a book. And basically for every single, we got a quarter for a double. We got, you know, 50 cents, home run, get a dollar, grand slam, get four. So that, you know, if we kept up with the book, but we had to keep up with it. I mean, he was like a nickel for a strikeout, right? There was I all these different rules. Game. It was, I it was fantastic. It taught me how to keep a book, <laughs> taught me the rules of baseball, and I paid attention, sat still. She got to watch the Braves and then had to pay me like $8 afterwards, and I thought I was rich. So it was like the, it was the best of both worlds. Genius childcare. I would say parenting, and I guess it is parenting to a certain extent, but my goodness, that is brilliant. Oh, you best believe. Brilliant. You best believe we're doing that with Jonah. I'm oh, so doing that with goodness. Jonah. Dude, that's fantastic. I'm going to have to steal that. Uh, um, yeah, it's a good one. That's, that's how, that is honestly why I'm such a big Braves fan and, and do, do love me some Bravos. 
So, uh, okay, I'm going to list all my teams really fast. And then I'll you, go. You're way how, more diverse how, than me. How they, I know, I know. And so here's the deal. When I grew up, Alabama football, Braves baseball, and then maybe the Falcons football a little bit. But, like, I wouldn't say I was ever a fan. I just watched some games. You know, we didn't have professional sports, really. Um, we had the Channel Cats. Uh, amateur hockey in town uh, again not a fan but I knew that was something that happened I was like there's ice and uh, there's uh, some sticks and a puck and, and they skate around they do something I don't know no idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right so so it's really Alabama football that's it and then um, me and my two younger brothers played soccer and so when you're really young um, you don't have a lot of well, we didn't have a lot of exposure there's no Premier League on TV like there is now there's no Champions League you really just had the World Cup so um, I remember we bought or our parents got us the, one of the FIFA games early, early on, like 2004 or five, uh, not really sure when that was, but, uh, the two teams that were the default two teams were Chelsea on the left and man United on the right. I could be confusing the sides, but, um, so there's these two just default teams, like in every, in every sports game, there's always like two default teams. It's like the Yankees and the Red Sox. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. it would be like Alabama and Clemson if NCAA football still existed, but it doesn't, but it should, it'll come That's back, man. It'll That's come a back. side topic. So we got Chelsea and man United and my favorite color was blue. <laughs> Cody and Bo's <laughs> Cody and Bo's favorite color was red. So, you know what we have both the, they've been Man United fans and I've been a Chelsea fan ever since because of our favorite colors and that's it. And like, I would be, uh, I would be embarrassed by that fact, but honestly, I would assume that a lot of American born kids had similar experiences. I mean, I don't have a direct connection with that team. That's 2000 miles away across the ocean, you know what I'm saying? uh, Across the pond. But uh, I have kept up with them. You know, we have so much more access now through, you know, uh, just social media, the internet, all that good stuff. And we get to like watch games, um, which is great. So, uh, I would say that I am. What about MLS? Okay. We're getting there. So on a scale of one to 10, I would say that I am like a six or a seven on the Chelsea scale. Now, if I had more time and more access, I would be a high, a, a bigger fan. But right now, this time in my life, finishing school up, being very busy, trying to, trying to, you know, get to work and all this stuff, I don't have as much time to watch every single game. I think that's fair. Um, I think that's fair. MLS is an interesting point. So uh, shortly after, I, I got Alabama and I got the Braves, and then I add uh, Chelsea along the way. But I moved to Nashville, and, you know, um, this is skipping the MLS question for now, but then all of a sudden I'm introduced to all these professional sports. You've got uh, the Predators up here, and you've got the Tennessee Titans. You do have the Grizzlies in Memphis, but that's a good ways away. So, um, you know, the Predators weren't great when I showed up. I remember going – they were selling, like, three-game packages for, like, $45. So we got got three – three games for 45 bucks, which is like $15 a game. And we're like center ice, like 15 rows back. You can't go for like less than five, like less than $150 for like the nosebleeds now, which is crazy. So can I interject a quick um, story? Yeah, let's go. All right. So the, I've only been to one NHL game and that was when me, you and yoga went. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, so I, I don't claim fandom, of the Predators. I will say I'm a huge supporter. See, I, I I can't go unless I'm at that fanatic level. I can't claim fandom. Like that's yeah. just, that's where I'm at. But I will say that is who I, that's who I cheer for, but I can't even tell you two players on that team. 
But I love them. Yeah. And that's, and you know, a lot of it is, is time too. Like I said, like it was really, this is a, this is going to get into the actual psychology part. So I'm not going to go there yet, but you got the, you got the predators up here and then you got the Titans and my goodness gracious, the Titans were like two and 14 the first couple of years that I was here. So really, really hard to get into, um, you know, it's tough to pull for a loser. Um, so anyways, and then MLS, you know, MLS was really off my radar for a long time because just the product wasn't very good. So, um, and some would argue it still isn't. I think it's improved greatly. And I think it has a lot of potential to keep growing. Um, we got our expansion team last year and they, this was their first season. I bought season tickets, but, um, you know, COVID had other, <laughs> other plans. So, uh, I've not been to any other games except for the opener, which we had like 60,000 fans for, which was crazy. Um, so, you know, I would say that on the fanatic level, I prepped myself to become a big fan of the Nashville soccer club. And I've watched all, but about three or four games. Um, so I would say I'm, I'm getting there, but there's just not a lot of, it's, a, it's, it's new, which is exciting. Like I can be at the ground floor, you know, come back in five years. I'll be like super fan status. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to me. We touched on a couple of things there. So you talked about being a fan of coach K yep. versus being a fan of the team, which I guess it's one and the same. So like, yep. you know, that's like following a coach like Nick Saban. I think there's a, you can be a fan of a person's work and, and you can admire what someone does. Like if you're, <laughs> it's lonely on the top, they always say, right. So like Alabama has been winning so much and now Clemson's up there too with us. But I, I would, if I wasn't an Alabama fan, I would be hard pressed not to look at what Nick Saban's done and say like, Oh, he's a terrible coach. Or like dog him. Like I, it's hard not to. I mean, you got to admire the work that he's done. You got to. You, know? you got to respect it. You got to respect. I mean, gotta that's, respect. That's kind of right? how I am with the NBA, right? Like people will ask me, especially playing basketball, right? You're like, yeah. So who's your NBA team? I'm just like, I don't know. You know, I, I got to play with Mo Williams for a little while, which is pretty cool. So you know, he uh, yeah. he came through Bama and then went on to play with the Cavaliers, which was a lot of fun. Uh, so he was there when LeBron showed up. All right. Yeah. And so I, I did pull for the Cavaliers. I won't claim fandom, but I pulled for the Cavaliers because, you know, I played with Mo and then you got, you know, the phenom starting off there. And I loved following LeBron. I loved him with, with Miami, with the Heatles. Uh, I loved him this year out, you know, with, with LA this year, last year and, and getting it done with AD. Um, so, you know, to, to a player perspective, I would, I would say I'm, I'm a fan of LeBron, uh, you know, kind of followed him around from team to team, but I can also say when I was probably six or seven years old, there's pictures of me at Six Flags rocking a Magic Johnson jersey. So, you know, yeah. I've got the Lakers going through for a while. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. I, I agree with you, man. Like, to me, especially on the professional level, because they can get traded, they can move around, they can do a lot of stuff. It's easier for me there to be more a fan of a player or a coach right. than it is an yeah. organization. I think it's sports-based too, because you brought up basketball. How easy is it to follow the individual or the super teams or like the super groups, like of three people that, you know, three players that go somewhere together. You know, I feel like you got a lot of flip-flopping. Yep. Although I do know some, some friends. I've got a friend, Matt, who lives down in Fort Lauderdale, huge heat fan and ride or die everything, Miami. Um, shout out Matt. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I know he stayed you know, true to his teams after LeBron left and stuff. And that's, that's tough too. That would be, I mean, that would be hard for me to know that like 
someone came in, you got invested and then they bailed on you, which, you know, happens in other sports, but with basketball only being, you know, five on the court at once. I mean, what's max on a basketball team? 20, 15, to 15. 20 players, right? Yeah. 15 players. I mean, so, you know, yeah. Losing one is going to sting with football. My goodness. People get traded all the time. I guess the only ones that people would follow would be superstars. Like, I mean, how many Patriots fans this year Bucks are, fans now yeah. are, 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 are on the low rooting for the Bucks. Oh man. One of, one of the, <laughs> one of our good friends from Houston, when we lived there, um, I didn't know this until Monday, honestly, just very honest. This just happened. Uh, her son's name, same age as Jonah. That's how we met each other. But her son's name is Thomas. And, you know, that just seems oh. like a standard name to me. I never thought about it. And then we were kind of talking and I was like, oh, my God, they're getting killed. She goes, well, yeah, but we got to pull for him. I'm like, why? Well, I kind of named my kid after him. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh OK, well, my bad. Nice. I was today years old when I learned that bit of news. There you, there you uh, go. So it was, uh, it, I mean, but yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I don't know. I just, I don't have that same affiliation now. See, it's almost a reverse though. And I think it's a cultural deal when it comes to this aspect of it. If you look at the South, I think we're a lot more collegiately aligned. Right. And we, so and we have that affiliation to, to love the team, to love the college, the organization, however you want to word it. But when you go up North, it's like the exact opposite. Besides Ohio, exactly. Ohio is all about, you know, Ohio State. But besides that, that is it. Right. I, I agree. And I, uh, you know, I'm going to speak some blasphemy here. Do it. Bet you won't. Just, just hear me out. Um, I have been experiencing this thing over the last two years. And I, I don't know if it's just a timing thing or what. My, oh God, I can't even say this out loud. I'm putting this on the record, mm. like right here in t- on the, on the interwebs. I, I think it's happened. I've, I think I've become a bigger Tennessee Titans fan than an Alabama football fan. I, I can actually say that pretty confidently. Yeah. You know, we're not friends now, right? I, I am very aware in the, hear me out. Let me give my rationale here. Again, this is the psychology of the sports fan. <laughs> I living in Alabama, you're in Alabama, you're around it all the time. You know, players from your city that go to the school and everything. And we take trips down to Tuscaloosa and, you know, try to go to bowl games and everything, which I, we still do. I've had a tough time with that because of school in the last couple of years. Um, but I feel a little bit more detached and you know what? I'm in Nashville. The team is right across the river. I'm going to go, I've already been to two games this year and I'm about to go to two more and maybe more after that. Um, I just feel a a lot more of an attachment, like a literal, like a closeness. Um, And also I will say this one other thing. I don't know if you feel this with age. I feel like it gets weird. I'm like watching college. Although those are some grown ass men out there. (laughs) I feel, I feel like, Oh my gosh, that kid is, that kid is 19 years old. (laughs) It's true. He's, He's like 12 years younger than me. And this is just crazy. What? So, um, I mean, yeah, I I get it to that point, uh, you know, but I think it's also where you live, right? I mean, because you don't hear in Alabama, you heard about Alabama or Auburn every single day. Didn't matter. You're you're, in Nashville, you hear about the Titans every single day. It does not matter. My, My access to radio and media up here is all Titans predators based. That is a fact. That is a fact. Yeah, so I don't. I guess I can't fully blame you, but I'd, I'd have a hard time ever making that concession. I mean, I, I told you a, a few days ago, right, about my my new NFL team, you know, and I really oh again I'm following more players, but I did make a commitment 
to, to one of my good friends and you got to meet him flip. Um, I made a commitment to him cause he's a big Packers fan. Even living, he lives down in Orlando now, but he's, yeah. he's a big green Bay fan. And I was like, all right, I'm going to have a team I'm going to have a team. And so I, I narrowed it down to three before the season and they were the Atlanta Falcons, just kind of a similar reason to you outlined earlier. They, they were the closest to us when we were growing up. My, uh, my aunt was actually also a cheerleader for them, uh, back in the nineties. So, you know, we had a little bit of an affiliation, but you know, Didn't know that. No, yeah, cool. Yep. She was, she was, cool. that's actually how you remember the golf tournament uh, that we used to run and, yes. uh, and got the cheerleaders to come to it and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's how I got gotcha. you. That's how that all click. That makes sense. Yep. So the Falcons were one of them. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, because I do live in Carolina now, right? And I feel like that's probably where we're going to kind of settle down a little bit for a while. So, uh, you know, wanted to have a little bit of little Homer uh, feel there. And then I was big for a little while on the Denver Broncos. And, and I was there because of Jerry Judy, right? Coming out of Alabama to, to their, their first round pick for wide receiver. Gotcha. Andrew Locke. So my, I got my master's from Mizzou. So, you know, I don't consider myself a fan gotcha. of Mizzou, but you got, El- you got Elway up there, too. Exactly. You know, talked about that. There, there's, yeah. there's some lineage. Right. Um, gotcha. And I decided by talking it over with Jonah, who's, you know, the, the wise six year old that he is. And uh, <laughs> he told me that we need to be fans of the Black Panthers. So <laughs> we're the fans of the Carolina Panthers. So and so that decision was made by, for you by a pretty much. So you know, <laughs> Your I, I claim that uh, my investment level is so little; it's so bad. But I try. I don't know. So yeah, all right. So those are kind of our teams. That's kind of how we got here. So you know, I would assume on your rank of fandom. Alabama's way up there, football first. Yep. And then, you know, if basketball's, you know, relevant. <laughs> I, I, yeah, basketball. Look, Alabama basketball it's coming back. frustrates the hell. It's coming back. They frustrate, they frustrate the hell out of me, though. It's coming <laughs> so, back. Don't rag on my so boys. This is, this, oh, not at all. Okay, so for you, <laughs> Alabama football, Alabama basketball, anything else Alabama, and then what's your next What's your next? Uh, I, it's got, it's got to go. Your teams. I, honestly, if I'm ranking them, it's probably Bama football, Duke basketball. Like it's, it's, okay. it's before the other. You're literally the fan that everyone hates. Oh yeah. Dude, Do you understand? It, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever. <laughs> I, yeah, I am. But I really, but really am. Valid reasons. I mean, valid reasons for you. And it's, it's not it's like you usually just like them because they're good. Every year somebody's like, so, so who are you really cheering for? I'm like, well, you know, Duke. Oh, you're such a, yeah. Right. Okay. Like right, I, right, I have right. been a Duke fan for at least ten years. I've been a Coach K fan for longer than that. I mean, so back back off, bro. Right. So for me, we're talking Tennessee Titans first, Alabama football second, anything Alabama next, Chelsea third, and then you know I I do pull for the Predators. It's just uh, it's really tough for me because there's so many games every season, and again, I think. Uh, with with school and just life in general it's hard to it's hard to be a fan it really it can be hard to be a fan of one of those sports. you know what you know talk, what about, helps. talk about baseball you know what helps with that um going to an nhl game is one of the most fun experiences yeah you're not wrong that that you're helps i mean but you know again then you're investing quite a bit of money and right. everything else so yeah so you know we've got this list of teams each of us and uh I guess thinking to the psychology of it, like wh- how does it affect us? What do you feel like? 
what 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 about sports like brings you in? Well, okay, so I, I actually, before we get there, because I do have one kind of follow up question with this, and it's something yeah. we both we both hit on it a little bit, I think, and it just popped in my head. But do you feel like you have to be a fan of a team as they are bad to be, be a, a real, you know, like you know, you said right, you know, hey, I, we were fans of Alabama when they sucked in football, right? We know what it's like. And, and right. we, we kind of look down on some of those bandwagon fans that do come along now. And it's like, you're not a real fan. You're just here because we're winning because of Nick Saban. Like, get out of here. Get out of here, bro. I mean, I would like to say that that's not the case. But I'm telling you, when I first moved to Tennessee, when the Titans are 2-14, and 14, and I just moved here, it's not really like I wanted to put my stamp on it and say, <laughs> yes, I'm a huge fan. Uh, it's like, yeah, they're, you know, they're working on it. You know, I mean – it's it's tough to get with a roster and start learning players' names that you know are a two-win team. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. That's hard. And I also think there were, you know, you talked about the coaching, but I think that at an organizational level, you know, it wasn't there either. And maybe with the Preds as well, but it's a I will say this much. I'm not sure if you're supposed to I mean, yes, you're supposed to follow them when they're bad if you're a fan. But I will say it is much, much easier to become a new fan when the team wins. That is a that is a fact. That is that, a fact. Yep. Now whether you now whether you stick around when they get bad again, because you know, here's the truth. Success is tough to duplicate at the professional level. We everybody knows this, especially in a league like the NFL, um, where the you know, the talent level is at, at such a such a slim margin there at the top it's literally the best of the best so um to answer your question for me uh, a true fan will cheer them on when they're bad uh and you know we were born into being alabama football fans when we were young so we were literally the truest of, yeah. of true fans um but yes if in the next few years which i mean the preds kind of had a downturn but you know, if the Preds and the Titans start slipping, I mean, this is where I live. This is my I, – I am a fan of those two teams. So, I will still go to the games and cheer on the team and, you know, follow the follow the players and everything. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot easier to be a fan when uh, when you're winning. I think that is an <laughs> extremely fair and accurate statement. <laughs> yes, yes. Extremely um, – all right, now I'm sorry. Now, what was your, what was your original question? Uh, I think it was more so what do you feel when your teams are playing? Like I, for Glass me, case of emotions. Oh my goodness. So much. It's like, you know, when I first started watching the Titans or the Preds, I remember thinking like, Oh, this is, this is, I'm learning new things. I'm like, who is this player? What is this rule in hockey? I mean, I, I knew general hockey rules, but you know, you're learning a new sport kind of there and like with football and like learning, who the players are and everything. So it's kind of more of just like a casual watching. And then now I watch the Titans game and I'm gritting my teeth. I'm like holding onto the couch. I'm pacing, uh, which is what we've had for Alabama for the longest time. But like, what do you feel when you watch a game? Uh, every emotion imaginable. E even when we're <laughs> supposed to like, as an Alabama football fan, even when we're supposed to blow a team out by 30 until we get up by 35, I'm nervous. I don't, so I don't sit down as soon as we get up, you know, by about 35 or so I'll sit down. I'll enjoy it then. But I just, it's, uh, it's, I feel like it's for the Alabama football side of things. It's changed in the last few years too. I, I remember the rise and the rise was 
I feel like the rise of any team is so much more fun than trying to maintain. I don't, I don't know how you feel in this, but like when you can see a team go from two and 14 to an AFC championship game last year, that is exciting for me every, cause you're not expected to win. So when you do, there's so much joy with, uh, with Alabama football these days, it's almost more nervous that we're going to slip up and lose. And then even the wins, it's like, well, I mean, we were, we're not satisfied. Favored yeah. by, we were favored by 12. So, you know, we won by 13. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, cool. Yeah, that's almost <laughs> so, exactly how it is. You know, so it's really interesting, but at the same time, uh, there are those, those nerves and my goodness, do I pace? Um, yeah. It's tough to sit. I, I, I pace. I get superstitious about it. So you came, uh-huh. when we lived in Jacksonville. You came to, to, you to do. that house. You dude, I get, I get, get, I get real bad. Same hat, same <laughs> shirt. Oh dude. It's yeah, it's bad. I got to a point um, in Jacksonville during what season would that have been? I can't even remember what season, but 2014 or it was, well, I mean, we know what yeah. it was. It was one, it was one man's name. Yeah. yeah. And I, Johnny, Man- Johnny Manziel. I remember so, watching uh, the game because I felt like we played better when I watched it from outside through the window. So, and that was, there was no alcohol involved in this. So you made that decision totally sober, which was <laughs> listen may or may not be true on that statement, but uh, in my mind, it was, it was only crazy if it didn't work and it was working. All right. So, Hey, I feel you. I was willing to do whatever it took to try to try to will my boys. And, and I've definitely been that guy. I have calmed down so much watching games now though, but I have definitely been that guy where I'm yelling any and everything to the TV thinking that, they can hear me if I yell just a little bit louder. <laughs> Butterfly effect, right? If you just do this one thing, then somehow it will affect. Somehow it will. Um, <laughs> I, I know it won't. So superstitions though. Okay. In game superstitions. I will tell you that I, it, I don't know what it is, but I'm the same way. It's like, if I sit in a certain position and we start doing well, I'm like, don't move. No one move. My mom, my mom always called this the karma. <laughs> you know, was the karma right over here. And like the worst was when someone got up to go to the bathroom and then the momentum changed and something good happened. And everybody was like, get out, yep. go away, go back to the bathroom. So I did that to Katie when um, the, uh, the heat were uh, winning <laughs> or, or came back and they were playing the Spurs and Ray Allen hits that three in the corner. like at the very end of the game. Yeah. She missed it because they started the comeback when she was in the bathroom and I literally locked her in. I said, <laughs> you will not leave. You will stay in here until I tell you, you can come out. <laughs> and they came back and won. I let her oh. out. It was a great day. But yeah, dude, I, it That's was best, it was bad. Man. It was bad. I I'll wear. I mean, I have like game day clothes and stuff. And if there's like a win streak, I'll try to wear the same clothes, which is silly because it's no bearing whatsoever. But there's this little thing in you that's like. Well, but maybe. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that, that's the thing. It's like but, you know better. But maybe yes. It's like this is silly, but also. Is it because it's working? Gotta have the universe right, and if I can do my little part, then maybe. Because as soon as you don't so, do it, uh, and something bad happens, you blame yourself. Yeah, so true. It's like, dang it, I got up. I should have stayed still. I knew. Mm, I knew so I shouldn't have gone. Do you think that so. kind of falls into the we kind of personality? Like, hey, we won that game. You know, you guys look terrible on Saturday. You know, what's really going on? Yeah. Right here's the uh here's the bandwagon fan conversation so yeah when do you become a we you know we won 
when do you, when is that, when is that okay? Because, oh my goodness, I have, I've had plenty of friends who drop the wee bomb on me and I'm like, well, hold on, <laughs> like, hold on. You're not, a <laughs> you have no reason to be, a wee. you've watched four games that you're not a wee, you know? I think that's a, that's a great question that I don't think even, you know, uh, anyone can answer. I don't, I don't think there's an answer to it. I mean, at, at the same time, if somebody wants to jump on, I don't really, I don't, it's not like I'm going to be like, no, no, get off. You're not a true fan. I mean, come on, bring it on. Let's go. We got a lot of haters out there too, when you're winning. So, I mean, might as well bring on some, uh, some fans as well. There's <laughs> always room on the bandwagon, but I always, you know, you, you have to approach it cautiously because you don't want those people true. to get to the, to the wee level. Right. I mean, you're just like, nah, bro, you didn't, you, you haven't, you haven't really earned it yet. Like let's stick it out at least three years. I think, you know what? That's going to be my better. I'm going to say it's three years, you know, wow. I, I think, that's I think that's three, three full seasons. And then, then you're, then you're a, a whole, fan. Near, nearly a full recruiting cycle. And is then that you're, you're a fan. So you think of it this way, right? Your first year, you're excited. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. All right. This the second year. You're like, you're getting a little bit more involved. You probably know a few players at this point. You kind of really realize what's going on. And the third year is kind of your test. It's all right. You know, are we still good? Do we suck yet? Because most teams don't. Let me look at LSU last year. LSU football was great. They suck this year. So, you know, if you stick it out three years, you you, you, kind of get a little bit of ebb and flow unless you're in a dominant program like Alabama football. And in which case, hey, come on, baby. But, you know, it's it just kind of it is what it is. Can we can can we set up a a three year post cycle as well? So you can't jump off the wagon. If things start going poorly for three years, you have to show. You know what? Year. If we can make this <laughs> because... a law, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it because that is so. That's the that's the true bandwagon fan is the one that gets on, buys the stickers, runs around with the, like the t-shirt on, and then yard sale. First two loss, uh, two two first losing streak in ten years, and they're like, "Yep, uh, it's been fun, guys. Bye." <laughs> like, wait, where'd that shirt go? I uh, well, what, what happened I was <laughs> no, but I mean it's true. So. You know, I think it's funny. There actually is a, a couple. They're not true uh, psych- psycho- uh, psychological terms, uh, but they are, you know, kind of uh, in that in that realm. And it's called berging or corfing. All right. So berging, what that is, it, it's Dude, I, I, I will. So B I R G berging. You you know you know what I was. Hey, hey I'm here. I'm here to educate. <laughs> uh, bask in reflected glory is berging. All right, so that's that's the we won. We did this. We're amazing. You guys suck. You know, it's one of the best feelings in the world. Not the you suck part, but the other. It part is. It is. Like, you feel like a champion, right. right? I mean, you identify with that team. Mm-hmm. You bask in that, that that glory. It's you're all about it. And then corfing is the exact opposite. It's it's cut off of reflected failure. So it's as soon as they're starting to go Ooh. bad, man. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the team. They're not we anymore. It's 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 the team. It's you know those guys. It's not you involved any longer. So it's 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 kind of yeah. funny to think about it. It's something that I've I'm gonna kind of monitor uh, over the next few weeks and see. You know, with Alabama football, I know where I stand. But with everybody else, you know, maybe I maybe I do a little corfing. Maybe you know I try to distance myself a little bit from it. Um, and and kind of you know I don't know if I want to associate with 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 losers. <laughs> It's, it's such a tough thing because, you know, in the South, 
it's an event. Like I, you know, we are both very social people. I'll just speak for myself, but like I love, and I think I got this directly from my parents and just the house that they built and, and the way that they raised us and what we chose to do. But there is nothing more fun for me than calling like 10 of my f- best friends and having them over watching the game, cooking, the cooking for everybody. You know, you got the cooler filled, like people are talking, people are catching up the games on. And it's like this whole event. And it, the, the craziest thing is like, if you win, then that event was flawless and fantastic. But if you do all of this stuff and set up and then it starts going the other way and then you lose, I've literally, I mean, we've hosted plenty of games, you, you know, and then it goes the other direction and everybody's just like somber and sad. And like, we still had a really good time together, but our team lost and man, it, you can't beat it. You can't, you can't cut, you can't break. That That's the emotion it, that, that game when you hinges the entire yeah. emotion of the entire day and really the entire week. And, you know, if it's, I mean, it just right. kind of, it, it's funny, you know, you think about those, those events, if you win, people will stay all night partying, having a good time. If you lose, watch how quick people. So leave. true. Watch how quick. Hey, honey, get, the, honey, get the yeah, stuff, right. get the kids. We're, we got, we're, we're, going, we're going home, we're going home. within minutes, <laughs> within seconds. Uh, just, that, I mean, but think about when you're at a game, you know, when you're at a game, if you're true. up a lot uh, or, you know, you're down pretty bad. Yeah. Everybody's leaving in the fourth quarter. So true, man. It's it's just this palpable thing when you're when you're an actual fan, you know. And you can, I feel like it's in those moments that you can actually tell who the actual fans are because if somebody, if you lose in the last play of the game or you get just boat raced and somebody's like just chit chatting up in the corner and like making jokes and stuff, I'm like, okay, well clearly this guy doesn't care. <laughs> you about don't get it, that man. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> you're not invited next time. Um, well, okay, so there, there's there's that, and that is. Oh my goodness. I felt we've, I felt both yeah. over my lifetime. We've felt so much, uh, so much victory and so much defeat. And it's, it is funny how you remember that, that it's like a, it's an emotional experience, yep. you know, one way or the other. Like I remember specifically and the ending of games, positive and negative. Um, so one thing I'd like to, to segue into is, uh, it depends on what kind of game you're in too. So this is, this is when I think about why sports are fantastic for me and why I love sports and why they're just such a big part of my life. It's the competition of it. Right. Um, one of my good friends, Eli, uh, we <laughs> go over to his house all the time and play mm-hmm. cornhole. So, you know, in the South Cornhole is a huge, huge game, but we, it gets really heated because not to brag, we're really good. <laughs> so, so like, you know, we'll have rounds where it's like we each drop three and then one person like kicks off the other bag off the board to win by one. And we always fist bump and we say competitors because that's the game. Like even, even if you're losing, it's just the competitive spirit of it. So I guess what, what kind of my question that I want to pose is like, the competitive nature of the game is important to me as far as the, the emotional swing. Like if it's a regular season baseball game out of 180, however many games they play, I have a tough time getting into it. But if it's a football game where we've only got 10 games this season, every game matters in that just, it gets packed in there and winning, winning matters. So do you, do you feel that same kind of thing? It's just something about that competitive nature of the actual competition that's it's, going on. 
you know, take the sport, take the sport out of it. It's just competition. Oh, man. When you break it down to competition, I mean, I'll, I'll race you to, to the refrigerator, to get another beer. I mean, it's just, you know, that's, that's the way it's, <laughs> it's going to be, you know? And I think that's, that that's in part to how we were raised too, though. Like think about our households with each of, each of us having three boys, you know, like in the house all the time, right. I mean, like we were always competing always trying to do something against someone. We were always measured against some, you know, but some people aren't, you know, necessarily like that. I do think, you know, it's, it's, it's that adrenaline, you know, that, that endorphin feeling from competition is, is really unmatched. You know, and I think it goes past sports. It gets, you know, it's, it's an everyday life, right? I want to compete. I want to be the best in right. any and everything that I ever tried to do. Uh, and I don't accept uh, mediocrity. I mean, I just, I don't, uh, but anyway, I'll, you know, when I'm talking to my reps now or, or even my branch managers, we end every single meeting with the best is our standard, right? You know, so we will give and go against our best against every other area, every other, anything in the company, I'm going to be the best at whatever we're doing. And, you know, so I don't know if that, I think that does stem from sports, right? I mean, like, like we alluded to and have talked about, I think previously, especially on the intro one, we started playing competitive sports at a very, very young age and played, you know, all the way up to the collegiate level. Like that's just, that's what we've always known and, you know, been, been striven to and really wanted to, uh, to achieve. So we've, we've kind of taken those same lessons and really applied them, uh, you know, to life. So it's kind of a, you know, it's, yeah, it's a psychology of a, of a sports fan, a sports competitor, but I mean, it's really been adopted, you know, to, to cover the so- range. That's so true. And, and to the story I just told cornhole, I mean, it's such a silly game. It's just yep. a game, but it's not a game. It's about winning <laughs> and losing. <laughs> but it is not a game. It is serious. This is, it doesn't matter what game it is. It could be completing a puzzle and I'm going to complete that thing so fast. I'm as fast as yep. I can. <laughs> yep. You best believe oh, it. Oh man. I mean, it really is, but there's, so, I mean, you know, there's just such an emotional, I guess, connection. Right. You know, if, it, right. if it's from the, the competition side, uh, you know, if it's if it's to your team, if it's you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I mean, this is uh, one of my stupidest bets of all time was over Alabama football. And, you know, we could we'll probably talk about this at some other time. But, uh, you know, we, we both have started kind of getting a little bit into, into some gambling, some, some sports betting. I, I literally don't know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, may, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? But um, I, a couple years ago, stopped completely because I made this bet and immediately realized that I was just stupid and should never bet again. And then I started again. But it was during the middle of Alabama-Auburn Iron Bowl. Jalen Hurts was the quarterback. And I was convinced that there was no way that Auburn was going to beat us. They were beating us at halftime. And so I took a bet that said that Bama would come back and win for $500. Oh goodness gracious! Uh, lost that. <sighs> yeah, and so, uh, you're never supposed to bet on your team. Oh, okay. never. That that is rule one. You that, never. That's, that, that's the only rule I've ever that. heard is you're not supposed to do that. That's you the one never, thing. Never. So so heed my warning. Definitely <laughs> heed my warning. Oh my goodness! Like you know, Katie knew that I bet from time to time, but it was never anything you know hey, anything hey. sizable. I'm going to continue this train of quotes, but from the Patriot, aim small, 
miss small. Aim small, miss small. Aim small, miss small. But yeah, that was sizable enough where I knew she would notice if that was missing from the bank account. Yeah. So I had yeah. to uh, I had to tell her about that one on the drive home from Alabama uh, before she checked and realized that you know where did that five hundred dollars go. That a boy. Yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, you know, don't emotionally bet. Don't emotionally be tied to it in that manner. Well, I think uh, at one point I was going to ask, how has uh, your relationship as a sports fan to your teams affected your other relationships? Uh, that seems like a pretty That's solid a, yeah. story or a segue. Um. I can tell you. So, all right, think of it this way, too. Um, so from there, yes. And, and I don't think now nearly quite as much. But I can tell you younger, oh, it definitely did. In high school, like, it was hard for me to be friends with you if you weren't an Auburn fan. Like, it, it really was. Like, I, I didn't really want right. to talk to you. You know, like, you're, you were kind of, you were the others. I, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't care so much about you. True. You know, so it, that, it definitely that's, is. That's still, that is still a thing, though. Oh, it is. Like, I, I still... I still go back home sometimes and my parents will be like, well, they're Auburn fans. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, like, oh, we have plans. Do they have plans? It's like, well, they don't really get it because they're Auburn fans. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like this other thing, which uh, thank goodness it's not based off anything other than their, their sports affiliation. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's something so serious, funny. obviously. I, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like I used to feel and breathe that too. Uh, I just, I think, I, and I don't know, maybe that is part of moving away from it, you know, cause we don't live there anymore, but yeah. Uh, and then exposure almost to like, you know, when, once I joined the Navy, you meet people from any and everywhere. Um, right. And so you kind of just get used to almost being one of, you know, a million different options as opposed to one of two. And, and I feel that up here too, being out of the state now is that, and you made, you made this point at the very beginning, like when you're in, when you're on the battleground, you're in the state, there's only two sides, that's it. But now I'm kind of looking on the outside in and I'm just one of, especially in this town, like a fan of 50 teams or 150 teams. I don't even know what, I mean, goodness gracious, but, uh, but uh, it's just, it's interesting how, um, you know, you mentioned Katie being a Duke fan. Kimberly went to the University of Florida, so uh, she. <laughs> I, oh, I don't know if I can say it. I I will root for the Gators when they're not playing us, or I have no emotional stake in the game. You are losing all, friends so. this pod. I just so I want many. you to know, like when the things mm. we do for love, Corey. <laughs> the things we do for love. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, again, it was a lot easier, has been a lot easier because they've been really bad for a, a while. Um, well, she went to school there when Tebow was there. So she got like the glory years. Um, all too. And old. they and they appear to be pretty good this year. Although, can we really tell who's good or who's not this year? We don't know. Um, but uh, we'll see if, uh, if a little SEC championship comes down to uh to an old Alabama, Florida. That'd be pretty interesting. It'd be so. fun. Well, hey, that was Jonah's first football game, right? Was uh, you, really? oh, you were there when we went no, to no, Duke, Duke. Duke and Alabama. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you, I got you. So, you know, we showed up wearing our, our Bama gear. Katie showed up in her Duke stuff. The, yeah. the house, divide, house divided rivalry was the 
was his first game. So, yeah. you know, it wasn't much of a game, but it was still fun. It, it was, it was a blast. And, uh, no, it was not, it was not <laughs> much of a game, but, uh, an Alabama Duke basketball game would be interesting. Oh, they'd go the other way. Let's not, we're not, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. It, it might not be much of a game either. Yeah. So let's close this sucker out. Um, so what's the, you know, I feel like people do things for a reason all the time. Right. So what, why are we sports fans and like, what's the end game here? You know, and what's, what's crazy is, is I think we've kind of spoken to this a little bit in some other, other pods with the psychology behind it and the just want and need for connectiveness. Right. I mean, it is a way, if you look at the most popular sport in the world, the, the original football, Right. I mean, that's global where people aren't speaking the same language. They aren't, you know, they don't look the same. They don't act the same, different cultures, but it's the same game. All right. It's the same game, no matter where you go. And you have that same legion of fans, that same level of connectivity, that same uh, area where you can, you know, connect and communicate to somebody without even having to speak the same language. That was a surprising answer. That was a surprisingly positive answer. I thought you were going to stick with competition still, which is kind of where I was thinking we would go. But uh, you're so right because there is there's a camaraderie to it, and uh, you know when you got all of your your squad together and everybody's you know pulling for the same team, there's a, there's so much to that. Oh my goodness, I love uh, like the World Cup watch parties every year. So fun. Well, except for last year or last <laughs> round because we, we didn't make it. That's a whole other, we're not going into that. So I'll just make me upset. But uh, that is so true. Flip side, um, I don't know about you. This is a side, this is an aside, but we're going to do this. Are you, are you, when you trash talk, were you a trash talker when you played? Do you trash talk now? Everyone knows that I was and am still the biggest trash talker. Okay. I was, so there, I feel like there's two kinds. I feel like there's the trash talker. And the strong and silent type. And we're, we are totally those two things. You're the trash talker. <laughs> and I, and I, I tried to let the, the playing speak for itself always. Um, even now, like when we lose, I, I won't dog anybody. I will tip the cap. Good game. Well played. You know, all that good stuff. Okay, but, but no, that's a different thing. That's a sore loser. All right? Like those, those okay. are two different things. Fair. If, fair. If, if I trash talk, I will say... You know, when we lose, I'll sit there and take it. Give it to me. I deserve it. Give it right back to me. I will say. The trash talk is happening ahead of time and during the game. Exactly. But if it's over now, what if you win? Are you going to be a No, if if I win, if I win, I don't rub it in. I mean, there's no. Only time I'm going to do that is, uh, one, if they have trash talked throughout the game or before. And two, if it involves Auburn at all. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that, I think those are two very fair points. <laughs> two very, uh, fair, you know, I, I in my mind, trash talking is more. I don't know. I, I look at it as just fun, right? Gamesmanship. I yeah, yeah, I don't take it too seriously. To uh, at least I, I try not to. If I've you know said something to somebody at some point, I apologize. But I try not to take it too far. <laughs> I just like to have some fun with it and kind of it's more joking and kidding. And it's it comes comes back to that camaraderie, right? Because even if right. we're even if we're pulling for two different teams, we're still watching the same sport. We're still fans of the same sport. 
and we could still appreciate at least that much uh, with right. each other and, you know, have some fun doing it. You know, my guy's some, better than yours, just the way it is. Some, some people, some people can't define that line. They, they have a tough Very time true. seeing it. Some, some fanatics get insane. I don't know how a better way to say that. I mean, they're the ones that can't change uh, their mind or the subject. That's, that's, that's the, that's the, the Harvey Updikes yep. the people that got too much of their team in them. That's, that's it. So that's it. But it's, uh, it's fun. I mean, I think there are, you know, definitely a million different levels to a fan. Uh, you know, what, what gets you involved and why I think there are a multitude of answers, but I think what we can all agree on is that, you know, sports is a, a uniter, uh, when it all comes down to it, you know, a Gallup poll in 2015, uh, was was taken and, and they said about 60% of the world's population uh, would identify as a sports fan. So just in the U.S. alone, that's over 200 million people would consider yeah. themselves sports fans. So it's something that can unite, you know, we've talked about the World Cup especially, uh, you know, unite a country and unite the world. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool feeling. It's kind of it's like music. It's one of those overarching uh, things that the majority of the population of humanity uh, kind of uh, relates to in some way, form or fashion. So very cool, man. Any other closing thoughts or anything? I, uh, you know, sports are such a huge part of both of our lives and it, it definitely crosses over into, into to every aspect of what I do always, you know? Um, but as a fan, uh, it's, uh, man, it's an emotional roller coaster, but one that I love to ride. <laughs> One that the one that I know has aged me significantly and has probably taken years off my life, but I wouldn't oh, change it for the world. The stress, the stress is so much, but uh, we will continue to watch and listen and check Twitter and check check box scores and uh, pull for our teams and stress <laughs> and, and stress along the way. So, well, as long as we're stressing together, I mean, hey, it's fun. That's it. episode number four on sports hope you guys enjoyed it we will hopefully get our technical issues worked out next week and we can upload uh the episode on politics and the election night so much has happened since again you can follow us on twitter at talking underscore b underscore s all podcasting platforms including anchor apple podcast spotify under the name talking bs Thank you guys so much for your support so far. This has been Talking BS.